0: Hey, faithful listener, welcome to season six of the Bible Explained Podcast, the podcast where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's discussion from the book of Joshua. Happy Friday, friends and faithful listeners, and welcome back to the Bible Explained Podcast. Today, we are going to be discussing Joshua chapter 20, the whole thing. And this is a little chapter. There's only nine verses in this chapter, but full of content. I don't know if you guys remember the cities of refuge, but today we're going to go way more into them because all of Joshua 20 is Joshua establishing these cities of refuge. Why these cities were so important for people who accidentally killed somebody and why these cities had to exist. So we're going to talk about all this today on the podcast. So grab your Bible, if you would, and let's go ahead and turn to Joshua chapter 20 and read the whole thing together. As I usually do, I'll be reading out of the W.E.B. version of the Bible, but please feel free to grab the version you prefer to read out of. And also don't forget to grab your cup of seven weeks coffee, the coffee brand that supports pro-life pregnancy centers gives 10% of all of their income to pregnancy centers. And also it's just really good coffee that I recommend drinking, especially if you're like a coffee connoisseur like I am. <laughs> My tastes in coffee are just very refined and very bold. And so I need a good coffee every single morning. So I highly recommend seven weeks coffee. And if you haven't checked it out yet, it is linked in the description of this podcast episode. But let's go ahead and read Joshua chapter 20. And we're going to see why the cities of refuge exist. Yahweh spoke to Joshua, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, Assign the cities of refuge of which I spoke to you by Moses, that the manslayer who kills any person accidentally or unintentionally may flee there. They shall be to you for a refuge from the avenger of blood. He shall flee to one of those cities and shall stand at the entrance of the gate of the city and declare his case in the ears of the elders of that city. They shall take him into the city with them and give him a place that he may live among them. If the avenger of blood pursues him, then they shall not deliver up the manslayer into his hand because he struck his neighbor unintentionally and didn't hate him before. He shall dwell in that city until he stands before the congregation for judgment, until the death of the high priest that shall be in those days. Then the manslayer shall return and come to his own city and to his own house to the city he fled from. They set apart Kadesh in Galilee, in the hill country of Naphtali, Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim, and Kiriath Arba, also called Hebron, in the hill country of Judah. Beyond the Jordan at Jericho eastward, they assigned Bazar in the wilderness in the plain out of the tribe of Reuben, Rameth in Gilead out of the tribe of Gad, and Golan in Bashan out of the tribe of Manasseh. These were the appointed cities for all the children of Israel and for the alien who lives among them, that whoever kills any person unintentionally might flee there and not die by the hand of the avenger of blood until he stands trial before the congregation. The first time cities of refuge are mentioned is actually in Numbers chapter 35 verses 6 and 7, where it says that, six of the towns you give to the levites will be cities of refuge to which a person who has killed someone may flee in addition give them 42 other towns so 48 towns specifically went to the levites and these 48 towns were part of the levites inheritance though the levites were the only tribe that did not get a parcel of land for themselves they still were able to own land they still were able to have their own cities But they also got the privilege of being able to work at the temple where the other tribes were not able to do that. That was specifically set aside for the Levites to do. So 48 towns were to be given to the Levites. And now we see in Joshua chapter 20 that God tells Joshua and reminds Joshua to set aside six cities as being cities of refuge. Now, cities of refuge were very, very important because they protected innocent life. And so these innocent people who accidentally killed somebody could go to these cities of refuge to find refuge and to live there for a long period of time and not have the avenger of blood come after them. Now, the avenger of blood was something that was instituted probably long before the law. It was not something that God instituted. This was something that people were just already doing. And you can see God slowly trying to chip away at bad ideas that the people have through the law. You can see that he was chipping away at slavery. You can see he was chipping away at this uh, avenger of blood and other stupid institutions (laughs) and ideologies that people had at this time period. And that is because God is very merciful and he's very loving and very compassionate towards people. And so God recognizes that Avengers of blood do exist. And so that's why he tries to protect innocent people from Avengers of blood. And that's what these cities of refuge were for. Let's just say there were two people out uh, hauling rocks or something or building a house. And on accident, one of the two men drops a rock On another guy or a tool on another guy and that guy ends up dying because of that that means that the person who accidentally killed that person was a manslayer he was not a murderer because he didn't purposefully go out to kill that guy he didn't hate him beforehand they were just working together and an accident ended up happening however that guy who ended up dying his brother or somebody close to him could become the Avenger of Blood, which means that the Avenger of Blood would go out and find the person who killed the guy and kill him. And it didn't matter whether or not that man was innocent and it was an accident. The Avenger of Blood would still go do it. It was a very common practice back in these days. So God is putting this rule into place that manslayers could go and find refuge in these six cities however these cities were for manslayers only murderers were not allowed there and if it found out that that person was in fact a murderer like purposefully wanted to kill somebody that murderer would be put to death and actually the avenger of blood at that point could actually kill the guy if he was in fact a true murderer but manslayers were different they were innocent and so they could go to these six different cities now these cities had to be levite cities Why were they Levite cities? Well, firstly, you remember that the Levites were not able to receive land. They weren't allowed to have like a chunk of land for themselves. And that's because the Levites were a set apart tribe, a holy tribe, just as we talked about the other tribes the other day and how Simeon was a cursed tribe and the entire tribe of Simeon basically just like integrated into the tribe of Judah. Levi actually had the same curse, but God turned it into a blessing for the Levites and also for all the people of Israel. The Levites would spread out into every single area of Israel and teach people the right way to do things. And since there were six cities of refuge spread all across Israel, one of them would probably be close enough that the manslayer could flee there pretty quickly. And by the way, it wasn't just for Israelites to be able to flee there, any person could flee there. Any person from anywhere could go to one of these cities of refuge if they were manslayers and live there and prosper there. We also might be asking, you know, Jen, these cities were Levite cities. And so the Levites didn't get a lot to begin with. So why would God have the Levite cities become the cities of refuge? Why wouldn't God have other tribes divvy up their cities to give away as cities of refuge? Now, personally, I think it's because The Levites were held to a different standard than the rest of Israel. Like I said earlier, God turned the curse Levi had on them into a blessing. Levi was actually similarly cursed like Simeon, where Simeon was like engulfed into Judah. Levi was also supposed to be scattered, just like Simeon was. But they got scattered throughout all of Israel to literally bless Israel with god's law and interpreting god's law for the people and helping the people so the levite cities were held to a higher standard and the levites would be able to accurately judge if somebody was a manslayer or a murderer here's actually what it says the manslayer shall flee to one of these cities and he shall stand at the entrance of the city gate and declare his case in the ears of the elder of that city or the elders of that city they shall take him into the city with them and give him a place that he may live among them so this means that there was a court system put in place once again now i've mentioned this multiple times when we talked about the the book of leviticus that god instituted a court system that other nations just didn't have at this time period like it barely existed like Usually it was a tribe leader that was over everything, just like in Egypt where there was a Pharaoh who was over everything. But in Israel, it was very, very different because they had multiple leaders. There was court processions. There were people who would go investigate things. And God put all these institutions in place to help people. So it wasn't just one person over everybody the way Other tribes and other nations had. Israel had no king. Their king was supposed to be God, who would help the Israelites live the healthiest way that they could possibly live. Because God created everybody and God understands how people are supposed to function. And so God was giving the Israelites the law to help them function in the way that God created them to function in. And so a king was not necessary for Israel. Instead, they had judges, they had elders of the cities, they had high priests and regular priests. And then, of course, above it all was God who would communicate with the priests so that the people could hear God's voice through the priests, basically, if that makes sense. So going back to my original point, though, the person who was the manslayer would flee to these cities and present his case to the elders of that city and these elders would definitely be levites who would hear the manslayer's case and then at that point they would determine whether that manslayer was guilty or not guilty and i would guess that wasn't just the end of the story i would guess that there were other things that would take place for example they would go and ask questions to people. They would try to find out what happened to make sure if this person was truly a manslayer and not a murderer, because murderers could not have a place in Israel. And if it turned out that man was in fact a murderer or a woman, I guess, <laughs> if it turned out that person was a murderer, the Avenger of Blood was allowed to come in the city at that point and have his vengeance but it would all be done under the law. There was no more like Wild West going on in Israel. Everything was supposed to be done orderly and in the correct fashion. Now to conclude, the person who was the manslayer would live in that city until the high priest died. Then he was allowed to go home and go back to whatever country he came from and stay there and be protected from the Avenger of Blood. And you might be asking, well, why so long? Well, probably because at that point in time, the Avenger of Blood also died. And so there would be no more problem. And that person could go home freely without fear of that Avenger of Blood coming and taking his life also. Now, I don't know if his family could come into the city with him. I would guess that could happen. Like if he had a wife and kids, I would guess they could come into the city as well. It's not actually said whether or not the Manslayer was allowed to have his family there with him. But I can't imagine that they weren't allowed to come visit him. But there's nothing on that, so I'm not really going to say one way or the other. But either way, this Manslayer's life was protected. It was an accident. He didn't mean to do it. And it was a terrible accident. And because we live in a fallen world with a sin nature, things like that happen. But God understands that. He understands that we live in a fallen world. And so he's willing to take measures to protect innocent life. God cares about life. He cares about all life. And so this is just another law showing God's care and God's love for his people and for innocent life. Alrighty, faithful listeners. Well, I'm so glad that you tuned in to today's podcast episode. And if you like the podcast, please share it on your social media platforms and also rate it and review it. And you know what? I'm just so thankful for your guys' reviews right now. I just I just found out today. I'm just so excited that my podcast on Apple Podcasts went back up to a (laughs) 5.0. Because you guys have been rating it so, so nicely, and I just greatly appreciate that it's now a 5.0 out of a 5. And how cool is that? Though I don't don't expect it to remain there for very long, but I'll take it while I can get it. Okay, so Court129 on Apple Podcasts has to say, I listen every morning and I'm learning so much. Thank you. I'm on season one and loving it. Well, let me just tell you, Court, if you can get past my like sultry voice I was doing because I was so uncomfortable in front of the microphone. You can get through anything. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I have the content from season one on there and it's still biblical. And so I'm, I'm going to leave it up because it was a growth process. And thank you guys for enjoying season one and two of the podcast when I was still really learning and really uh, trying to build something. So I, I greatly appreciate everybody who stuck with me from the beginning appreciate you guys. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you all on Monday. I hope you all have a really fantastic weekend. Happy listening and God bless.